the QMC Board and Collar Series for EMS Professionals welcomes you to Excuse My Medic, the podcast version of an MCI with Gary Harvat, Chuck Humphrey, and Ed Marasco. Excuse My Medic takes a unique look at today's emergency medical service with news and information, opinionated discussions, lively talk, sporadic jabs, and even a few belly laughs from our world of emergency medical services. Excuse My Medic is brought to you by Quick Med Claims, a national leader in emergency medical service revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, hang on to the bench seat and tighten your lap belt as these old guys from EMS Past take you on a Code 3 ride without touching the brakes. You've had the disclaimer, and if you're still brave enough to stick it out, let's get started. Take it away, guys. Well, good day, everyone. My name is Gary Harvat, and this is the middle of winter, dead of winter edition of Excuse My Medic, and we are excited that you've chosen, for some strange reason, to join us today. We're glad you're here. Joining me, of course, are my two sidekicks, Chuck Humphrey up in Danville, Pennsylvania, and just across the way from me here in beautiful Pittsburgh is my colleague, Ed Morasco. How are you, Ed? Good, gee, I'm hanging in there. We're on high alert in the Morasco household. We packed our go bags this week. We're on call for when our daughter-in-law goes into labor down there in Richmond, Virginia. Not to go see the grandson, by the way, but we have to go babysit the grand dogs while mom and dad are at the hospital. <laughs> Don't you find it nice that they find all these other jobs for us? Like, you know, we brought them up, we taught them well, we gave them good moral background, we sent them to church, and now we're just left to hey, do you mind watching the dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found the same thing. My uh, my daughter and my son-in-law are going to uh, Vail, Colorado to ski for the first time. Get that. Going to Vail to break in skiing. Good. <laughs> yeah. so I've got the Vail EMS rescue squad on call out there. <laughs> yes. They come down those slopes. But, of course, um, is there any chance, Dad, you can watch the dog? Hey, sure. You never come over for anything else. Why not bring the dog over <laughs> to see the dog? So I understand very well. And Chuck? Well, um, so I woke up to another three and a half inches of snow today. So I'm actually at home rather than the office today. So that was job one. And speaking of duties, I'm going to be walking a little girl down the aisle in just less than two months from today. So we are full speed ahead in the Humphrey household of everything there is wedding related, I can tell you. Good for you. So what is the, the big date, Chuck? The big date is April the 17th. Well, great. What's on the menu? Is there mashed potatoes on the menu, Chuck? Um, I think so. Um, along with some other very scrumptious things that's costing me quite a bit per plate. I can tell you that. <laughs> You'll have to bring uh, mashed potatoes for Gary. I will have to. I will, I will please dry send them to you, Mr. Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you here, guys, today. It's always good to be together with you. I always enjoy this. I know we kind of look forward to it as we plan this out through the year. Uh, gives us a break from the daily uh and work that we put forth every day in serving our clients and, and serving them well. But uh, so we get to digress for just a little bit of time. But hey, we've got a great show today, folks. And we actually have, believe it or not, we have Lord, uh, a guest speaker, join us today. And Lord, I'm not sure yes. why he agreed <laughs> to do so. 
but uh, we're glad to have them. And I'm going to turn it over to Ed to introduce our, our guest today and tell us a little bit about his talk. So, Ed, it's all yours. Thanks, G. And, uh, yeah, we have a newbie in the crowd today. The audience may notice a little southern draw mixed in with us fast talkers here today. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Patterson is our Southeast Territory Sales Manager. He's joining us for this episode to talk a little bit about balanced billing legislation, which, gosh, we've, we've spent lots of airtime and, and wrote a bunch in uh, blogs over the last uh, year and a half. But Adam comes to us uh, as a retired Marine Corps veteran with more than 15 years of EMS revenue cycle management experience. We're delighted to have him join our team last year. And uh, Adam, uh, just wanted to say welcome. Uh, you're in for a crazy ride here today, but we, we're glad that you're here and bringing some information to the audience. Thank you so much, Ed. Greatly appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys having me part of the show. We're glad to have you. Thanks. So, Ed, what's, he, what's Adam going to talk about today? Well, you guys know there's been a lot of movement nationally on balanced billing and surprise medical billing, and there's actually been movement in a couple of states, and we've talked about some of those, and, and Adam has been following very closely what's happening in the state of Georgia. So, Adam, why don't you give us the, the latest on what's happening down there in the south, other than the fact that it's raining a whole lot? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's been raining quite a bit down here, and, you know, we definitely... Uh, it's been interesting in the South. We've got part of the, the South over in Texas, which, you know, again, just really want to recognize a lot of our, our friends and family and service providers down there. They're really having to deal with some tough weather conditions and just a lot of high demand on some of the systems down there. So just really appreciate what those guys are doing. But uh, today I definitely wanted to, uh, to talk to you guys a little bit about the, uh, the recent legislation. There was, there was two bills that we passed. Uh, here in the state of Georgia specifically uh, around the balance billing. The first was the HB uh, 789, which is a actually a transparency bill uh, that creates a rating system uh, for service to be able to show, you know, how they're, they're falling in line with, with balance bill payments and uh, make sure that they're, they're billing all of the patients and, and insurance companies and everybody's up to par. And then the, uh, the second part there, the second piece of legislation was the HB um, 888, which is really the, the meat and potatoes behind what's happening in Georgia right now uh, with balanced billing. So within this system, there's really five main provisions uh, that we concentrated uh, on the article here and just kind of the, the takeaways uh, that I saw. The first one really is that the providers can only balance bill uh, patients for coinsurance and deductibles really regardless whether or not they were participating providers uh, with the insurers, which is a, a significant difference, you know, from what we've typically had in the past and just kind of keep the patients from having that, that whopping bill that they get, you know, on top of having an emergency medical uh, situation or scenario. Uh, and then the insurance having to uh, really being obligated to pay the providers uh, for those medical services, regardless of, of whether or not uh, they're participating providers uh, in the, the uh, participating provider agreement, which is something, you know, we've seen a lot of insurers really try to, to, to force some providers into specific uh, participating provider agreements just to make sure that either they're paying the, them directly or, you know, paying rates at all. So I think that's a really important piece. But then additionally that the, uh, the reimbursement amount there is not necessarily set by the individual provider itself. Um, it's actually set by a, uh, a schedule that they created of kind of the, the base rate or the average rate that they saw 
uh, on a 2017 schedule. So it's really interesting to see that they're going back and looking uh, retroactively at the price of services in 2017 and then basing the rate uh, around that, which again, you know, that really sets a lot of people uh, down a, a really uh, a curvy road there because now all of a sudden you've got um, insurance companies essentially dictating what those rates are going to be providers. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. Um, and then, you know, if we determine that that payment is insufficient, they've created a new arbitration process that we would uh, be able to go through and uh, essentially appeal that claim. Uh, but it seems to be a very complicated process. And uh, of course, it's got very strict timelines. So it's not uh, very easy to be able to manipulate and work through for providers. So definitely, again, just something to kind of pay attention to because it's changing the way that the appeals process was worked. But really, I think at the end of the day, one of the big things there is um, there's very strict terminology that, predict, that, that, that really keeps uh, providers from reporting patients to credit card, uh, or I'm sorry, to, uh, to, to collection agencies or to impact their credit score. Uh, for co-insurance, co-payment, or anything outside of what that deductible uh, could potentially have been. So it, it kind of takes the teeth away uh, from the providers of being able to say, you got to pay the bill or else, you know, it's going to potentially impact your credit. Uh, so there, there's a lot of, of things in this bill. You know, this is something they've been working on in Georgia for about four years. So it's kind of something we'd hear with the state association uh, on and off over the past couple of years. Uh, but the, uh, the, the, the House was able to get something together here in the state of Georgia. It went through uh, the legislative process. Um, it was signed back, I believe, in June of this past year, and it went to effect uh, uh, January 1st of this year. So uh, we're just starting to see it kind of unfold here in Georgia and hearing from some of the other providers that were out there. But I think it's very important to mention here that there's some very ambiguous language it was built into this uh, this new law. So there's a lot of gray area there. Some of it I think was done intentionally, uh, but there's definitely a lot of, of different ways that this could be interpreted and ways that this could apply to, uh, to services here throughout the state. Yeah, Adam, that was gonna be my question. Do you have a read on how this is gonna um, officially impact EMS? I know this the, the law applies to you know emergency physicians and all that, but uh, on the EMS side, any idea specifically how it's going to impact our customers? And yeah, that, that's a great question. And actually, just to kind of to answer that, so first of all, um, again, like I said, there's various ambiguous language that's built in there. But, you know, there's really kind of an unsung hero here for EMS services in the state of Georgia, and that's Josh Mackey over at Cap City. And I had a great conversation with Josh this past week, so I'll give him kind of a shout out here. But Josh and uh, Cap City actually is the lobbyist firm that rep represents uh, the, uh, the state association, uh, GEMSIS, here in the state of Georgia. And Josh worked very diligently to get some of that language set up to where right now it, it's, it's excluding EMS services from applying uh, to this legislation. At least that's what they're seeing on the, on, at the Capitol right now. They don't see this applying to ambulance service providers. And the way that they're able to do this is when you look at the definition of a provider right now, um, it, it's more specifically to the entity of the physicians, or I'm sorry, specifically to the physicians themselves, not to the entity uh, that they're a part of. Actually, it excludes hospitals when you look further into the language. And it mentions something about EMS at the very end of the bill. 
Uh, so right now we're excluded, but we're really the only service, uh, the only emergency medical service, I should say there, that's excluded from balanced billing now in the state of Georgia. And the concern there is now that we're the only ones that are excluded, uh, I can tell you it's got a lot of attention at the Capitol. There's some people that are kind of frustrated that we weren't included into this legislation. So it's really something for us to start paying attention to, see how this is impacting other areas of emergency medical services so we can start kind of getting ahead of what this could potentially mean for us in the next couple of years. Yeah, Adam, you know, you make some good points uh, um, and some things that really concern me. And so if you're listening out there and you say, oh, well, you know, okay, Adam, that's Georgia and I'm in Massachusetts and, you know, like this applies um, and how it applies is the mindset right now throughout the country about this, and I hate this term, surprise billing. So it's not surprise. None of us should be surprised. Uh, now I'm going to get on my soapbox and you guys and I knew I do that all the time. So laugh with me, but like, I'm not surprised when I go to the doctor and I get an EOB that says I have a copay. I'm not surprised when I go to the ER and then I get um, something from the hospital. And I don't know why ambulance is like that, but for I think because the mindset in people is ambulance is seen as a public service. And so there should be no bill. Well, you know what, guys, we got to pay our bills. But um, what I concerns me about this surprise stuff is, is back to your point about who sets the payment rates. And, right. and that kind of discussion is where things can go awry for EMS, because uh, we operate on a thin margin as it is. And then if um, the insurance lobby gets in there, which is very powerful, and they lobby to set these payment rates at unrealistic, we're already underpaid by Medicare and Medicaid so woefully that if we end up with an underpayment situation in the commercial insurance world, um, who's going to underwrite EMS in this country? So, so folks, as you're listening out there, how does this apply to me? You're listening as an ambulance administrator. It applies because you need to be on top of these state initiatives. And I don't think we can, you know, the American Ambulance Association doing a great job lobbying us for us nationally. State associations doing a great job. Stay connected with these organizations. Uh, get involved where you can uh, and be aware because um, this is something we track a lot of here at QMC. Uh, but um, this can apply to you in a snap of a finger. And in many states, it already does. So you, you made some really good points. It's, this isn't just a Georgia thing. This is an American EMS crisis issue right now that will only grow and if we don't channel this right and have our say and input um, this could impact us for years to come without any say in the process yeah i agree chuck i think there's a lot of eyes watching this and uh, let's hope it blossoms for the for the good for ems um, but we need to be vigilant we need to pay attention to exactly what's going on here. And again, back to what you said, if you're in Massachusetts or South Dakota or Nevada, uh, you need to be checking this out from time to time because uh, this is the train that's coming down the track. Yeah. Gary, I couldn't agree with you more there. I think, you know, like I mentioned, in Georgia, we have a great lobbyist group here uh, with Josh Mackey and the guys over at, at, at Capital City, and they were really able to work uh, to, to get uh, some protections in there for EMS services. And a lot of the, the EMS services, the folks that I've talked to throughout the state don't realize 
how much of an impact this legislation could have really uh, uh, impacted their service. Like Chuck mentioned, I mean, you know, to have insurance companies start dictating rates uh, there is something that, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks really don't think about those margins and what that could potentially do to the overall revenue that you're, you're capable of bringing in. So it's just something to make sure that we keep up to date with the state legislation, look at the legislation that's being passed through, uh, kind of stay up to date with, uh, you know, your, your lobbyists to make sure they're keeping a pull check on what's coming through uh, your individual uh, state legislations and, and trying to be vocal to make sure we stay ahead of this. Well, and just look, if the guys at Cap City hadn't have been, hadn't gotten involved, would anybody have stepped up? And, and that's the thing, boy, we have to be cognizant of that. Uh, those of us that are, you know, active with our local EMS at whatever level, you can be volunteer, you can be right. large service. Uh, your voice does count. Um, and this is where you need to be talking to, you know, state uh, legislative people, uh, federal legislative people, congressmen, senators, um, you know, we have to have that ongoing dialogue. And for some reason, our industry has been kind of timid about that. And, um, and, and we, we've got to stop being timid about that for sure. Couldn't agree more. So Adam, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I mean, at the, the, I'm just really happy to be able to get in and talk to you guys about it. Like I said, it's definitely something we've been paying attention to down here and, and, you know, it kind of, it raised a lot of attention out of the gate to see how it could potentially uh, just change the, the reimbursement uh, platform. And, you know, uh, so again, just appreciate you guys having me on and the ability to, to kind of talk to you about what I'm seeing going on down in the Southeast. So. Great. Well, we'll all uh, word to all keep your eyes open eyes and ears open on this one folks because mm -hmm. uh, something that we need to pay attention to so if you well, and, on this segment rewind and start over listen to it it's important and this kind of tails back to the air ambulance industry uh, subject matter you've talked about too uh, their their path now has gone into this arbitration and um you know i don't know if you have any updates on that i know that they hadn't brought out the rules yet for that but um, that's, don't we see that maybe that's where the whole ground ambulance thing may wind up? Is something parallel to that? I, I have to think if that's the process for that segment, that it can't be far off before we'll see something similar on the ground ambulance side. Don't you agree? Yeah, Chuck, absolutely. Great point. And, uh, you know, the, the uh, Association of Air Medical Services, the Finance Reimbursement Committee met yesterday, and we were having this conversation. You know, the, uh, the, national the federal surprise medical billing act which again much like georgia covers emergency physicians and hospital emergency departments all that sort of thing um, and also called out very specifically the air medical transport industry you know the requirements to quit balance billing go into effect january 1 of 2022 and uh, there's a lot of work to be done on the regulatory side you know just the same kinds of issues that adam raised i mean you know what what is usual and customary payment what rates are we going to end up with What's the arbitration process looks like? Look like, um, what are the timelines involved? And and we were talking about this yesterday. You know, the normal, in a normal situation with non-COVID, non-change of administration, all those things. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to get regular regulations to a particular piece of legislation hammered out in a 12-month period. It's just almost unheard of unless it's a very simple uh, legislative change. And this is a very complex issue. And we've got COVID happening. We've got you know brand new people involved at most of these agencies uh, that are going to be responsible. You know, in the case of the federal legislation, it's 
Health and Human Services. Um, it's, uh, you know, the IRS has a role to play in this. Of course, the Department of Transportation has the, the rollout of the Air Ambulance Patient Billing Advisory Committee that's been working over the last year and a half. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, sort of cooks in the kitchen on this one. And, uh, you know, to think that it's going to be resolved in 12 months. So, you know, we're wondering how we're going to be able to implement this thing next year without a lot of this stuff hammered out. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a, one of those, it's almost like when you're watching a train wreck in slow motion. I mean, that's really the way I view this thing is that the train is coming down the tracks. You know, you can see that, you know, here we are, the ambulance and the helicopter are lined up across the tracks at the crossing and it's coming at us, you know, and, and to figure out how we're going to be able to get off the, you know, off the tracks in time and be able to continue to do what we do. And, and Chuck, as you pointed out, I mean, this is, we rely on that revenue on the commercial side to offset the, the um, woefully inadequate reimbursement we get from Medicare and Medicaid. And look, I get it. It's not fair. Cost shifting has been going on in healthcare delivery in this country for decades. It's not anything new. Um, but the reality is a lot of these, especially safety net services, can't survive without yeah. that incremental revenue. Um, and so we're, we're worried about access in rural areas and, and all those sorts of things. Patients, while we don't want patients to be in the middle of this process, and there are some good things both in the Georgia's legislation as well as the federal legislation, they're going to protect patients. But, you know, we also have to make sure we protect the providers and suppliers so they can be there to care for the patients when they need them. And that's, that's the real challenge for all of us, right? Yeah, and on the air side, you know, what always just bothers me is, let's face it, we have the, the most effective, robust air medical system in the world. And to, to think that, you know, bad decisions on dollars and cents side may wreck that just it bothers me, you know, because in these rural areas, you know, we work with clients in some areas where ground ambulance just isn't always possible within minutes. And um, to see that possibility upended, uh, it, it, it pains me to think about it. I got to tell you, you know, I've been in the system long enough to, to see the effects of both ground and air. And there are some places that just need it. And, and, and uh, to even insert the possibility that I once had a legislator tell me, well, you guys are making too much money. It's time to step in. A legislator, needless to say, he did not get my vote the next time. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just looked at him, and, and, and it's someone I knew. And I, I looked at him, and I said, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> we need to sit down and have a discussion. But that was his perception. And then slowly, he did become educated, and his, his thought process changed. But I, I'll never forget, I, the look on my face must have been one of both I want to wrap my head, hands around your neck and choke you to, are you incredulously kidding me? Like, I, I couldn't even believe the words came out of his mouth. But again, I blame myself and us at that point. Um, since then, I've had conversations, but blame myself for not educating him better. And I still think there's a lot of legislators. I think there's a lot of the public that aren't educated as to what the dollars and cents of our business really is. And, um, and, and we got to change that. You know, we sure do. It's an uphill battle, though, isn't it, fellas? Yeah, it sure is. It really is. Well, Adam, thank you for taking time out and, and uh, coming along today and doing that presentation. We found it very informative, and thank you. And maybe as things change, we can convince you, drag you, uh, <laughs> for what other words, to get you back to, to speak on it further. I'd appreciate that. And I know the rest of us uh, here would as well, as well as our listeners. So, but... Uh, Hey, uh, thanks again, but let's, uh, let's digress here for a quick second. Adam, 
I'm going to apologize to you up front. All right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is where we're going downhill fast, okay? All right. And there are no breaks. There are no breaks. So, um, but we do this crazy little thing where we call it the EMS word of the day. Now, uh, we dig down into the Funkin' Wagnalls and find a word. Uh, Funkin' Wagnalls. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a good word right there, right out of the gate. <laughs> I haven't heard that term in I don't know when. It's been a while. I think I last heard that on Laughing with like Judy Corn or something like that. I, I had a whole set going. of Funkin' Wagnalls and encyclopedias that my grandmother got me every time she went to the Acme supermarket. You got a new book every month, and then we made this whole encyclopedia set. So you just you brought back wonderful memories. <laughs> my mother still has like every edition of the World Book from like 1964 or forward. She still subscribes. Like, oh, geez. These computers are just a fad. We're going to have to go back and read the hard files. <laughs> God bless her. Anyway, uh, so uh, this is the EMS word of the day. Uh, the team goes out and searches all over to find some art obscure word, which uh, in this case, uh, Chuck's going to give you the word. Oh, I'm ready. And then Adam, you have to use this word to whatever definition you believe it to be in an EMS context. Not the easiest thing to do, and we're really putting you on the spot, which actually is very fun. <laughs> so it has to be an EMS context. Though. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you just yeah. can't use it okay. in any old sentence. You've got to put an EMS flavor to it, Adam. Like, All right. It's an EMS yeah. podcast. You know. This is our EM2 version of hazing. Adam. All right. <laughs> very much so. Very much yeah. so. We should probably be arrested for this, but yeah. uh, my uh, my alma mater just um, uh, wrecked the entire Greek system for hazing. So, so I'm I'm extending this into our world here because uh, those kids are not going to have the joy of that any longer. <laughs> All right. So, Adam, uh, um, the word of the day for you is visalgia. 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 Yes. It is spelled V as in Victor, E as in Echo, I as in India, S in Sierra, A Alpha, L Lima, G Goat, I India, oh, and A Alpha. Jeez. I know, I shouldn't have done Gamma, but Goat's the first thing that came in my mind. I was thinking about the Goat of Tom Brady, but we'll, we'll let that one go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Had to bring that up, huh? Yeah, well, you know, we just lost Carson Wentz for Philly, so it's in my mind. It's, uh, uh, that's a yeah, that's a bad situation, Joe. So I'll give you. A, I, do you have any clue, first of all, about where you're going with this word? <laughs> as much as I would love to say that I know exactly what this is, <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Okay, so I, I will give you a hint. Okay. Now, I just mentioned hazing, and uh, <clears throat> a hint that I will give you that if you are an ambulance service. Okay. in a serving a uh, university population, you probably see a good share of the Salja. Ah, okay. On Saturday nights? Oh. Uh, okay. Um, give him the trophy for crying out loud. My <laughs> I know, like, I, I feel pretty good about this now, Chuck. I, I, I had no idea out of the gate, but I, okay. I don't know. I, I think I'm ready to take a shot. All right. Go Go for it. All right, all right, all right. So uh, in, the, in the statement, so I'm guessing I'm, I'm putting this con in, in context using it in a statement. So I would say, Chief, you're never going to believe this. 
But when I got to the scene of the frat house, I was approached by two students. And of course, he complained and hit me with the obscure use of his Vasalgia. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no. I'm, I'm, given, given the very pointed hint that I gave you, you are probably closer than any one of us has ever been to the true use of this word. Okay. So, Visalgia is another word for a hangover. Oh. It comes from the uh, combination of a Norwegian and a Greek term. So the Norwegian origin is kvis, which is K-V-E-I-S, from which we get the V-E-I-S beginning of the word, which means uneasiness following debauchery. <laughs> and then the algae, the algae, of course, is Greek for pain. So you have an uneasy feeling following debauchery, which causes pain, ergo visalgia. <laughs> Chuck, I think oh, I'm targeted. You remember Ed saying in the, at the beginning that I'm an old Marine, right? So I don't yeah. know anything about hangovers and I don't know anything about pain, but I feel <laughs> like I'm being targeted. That's all I'll say. Nor do you know anything about debauchery, right? <laughs> yeah, no debauchery right. there. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, thank you, Professor, for providing the root of that particular word. <laughs> you are welcome, my friend. Chuck, I need to take you. I feel like we need to go more places together because I feel like now just the the wealth of resource that you just you just opened Pandora's box here. So, well, you must also remember that my oldest daughter is an English teacher, so I get all kind of word things going on. Let me tell you. Well, that was a great that was great, Chuck. We we really appreciate you 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 doing that. <laughs> Well done, Adam. Nice and good. Good old yes, Adam. Marines are proud today. Hey, I tried. I tried. All right. Hey, uh, all right. Want to try one more, Ed? You want to try me with one? Yeah, I got a good one for you, G. Oh, the word of the day for you, G, is flocculate. <laughs> <laughs> That's F is in Frank, L is in Lima, O is in Oscar, C is in Charlie, C is in Charlie, U is in Ulysses. L is in Lima, A is in Apple, T is in Tiger, and E is in Edward. Flocky. Hey, just a minute. Hello, Scott? Yeah, this is Chuck. Ed and Gary are about to do an obscene thing on our podcast. I just want you to know. Oh, God. All right. We are going to keep this as a family show. Uh, anyway, okay, so flocculate. All right. En route to the hospital, the medic chose to irrigate the wound. No. En route to the hospital, the medic asked for some sterile water so he could flocculate the wound. What do you think? I need the horn. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> or the buzzer sound. <laughs> yeah. You know, you had me scared there for a second because when you were talking about the wound, I thought, oh, man, he's getting into this. So, <laughs> flocculate, or if you prefer, flocculated. Yes. When something is, that has flocculated, that means it has caused to roll or pull up in mass, or if you, per, if you prefer, flocculent, oh. which is, for example, 
if you were heavily bruised, the blood would be flocculating yeah. below the surface of your skin. Okay. What's the... <laughs> okay. As far as prizes go, I think Adam was closer than I was, don't you think? So oh, yeah, he gets the prize. We he give him the, the we give him the freshman prize here. Exactly. <laughs> oh my, that's always fun to do. I enjoy doing it. Chuck, do you got any news for us? Anything of interest out well, there? I do. And, and, you know, talk about pontificating. The stupidity of people sometimes goes beyond my comprehension. So fresh from only where it could be, New York City, comes this story. So in Times Square, a YouTube prankster just the other day staged a medical emergency which then he hid a camera in his glove compartment and filmed. So this person, I won't call him a man, Zishan Saroya, known on YouTube as Prince Z, we should know enough about that just with that, yeah, yeah. is now facing charges of obstructing government administration, making a false report and disorderly conduct. So he proceeds to go to the corner of Broadway and West 46th Street. He then slumps over the wheel, hides a GoPro, and a bystander calls and says there's an unresponsive person in a vehicle. Of course, that brings FDNY and it brings uh, NYPD and everybody running. And uh, they take him to the hospital. He's evaluated and released. And within the next 12 hours, he posts the video laughing about how he caused EMS and fire and police response yeah. to his fake incident. You yeah. cannot make this stuff up. <laughs> and if you Google this, you will see the picture of him being extricated from his car with no less than five different NYPD and FDNY individuals responding to his self-created ridiculous mess. Uh -huh. Unbelievable, folks. I just, you, what, 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 what causes someone to think that that would even be completely funny? Yeah. Right. Sad. Sad. Yeah, it, it is actually. Those resources uh, in a true life situation right now while this guy's being a, a goofball. Unbelievable. Yep. Especially in a system like that, this is dead gum busy. I mean, they're, oh, yes. you know, it's not like they're sitting around waiting for a call. I mean, those yep. guys run their tails off up yep. there. So um, uh, NYPD Police Commissioner Dermot Shea tweeted out, let this be a warning. <clears throat> this guy's going to have a criminal record for a video. Don't do this again. <laughs> not worth it. For the yep. fame and the number of hits. Not at all. Well, on a lighter note, uh, I've got a bit of an offbeat story. I think you also have another one too, don't you, Chuck? Yeah, I do, yes. Let me uh, let me give you this one here. So uh, I've uh, I found this searching the old internet there, uh, and it's titled, You'll Never Know Where Life Will Take You, and it comes out of a town uh, just north of good old Sydney, Australia. So... Uh, I think if for those of you who have ever listened to radio, one of the worst things that can ever happen on the radio is when there's dead air. You know, the commercial doesn't play, the dis the the uh, DJ is sneezes and can't talk. It sends the the producers and program managers off the wall, dead air or something. But so anyway, um, the medics are dispatched to a small local radio station 
where the DJ was reported to have fainted. As they arrive, the station manager and producer are frantic as the DJ is on the floor and what? Nobody is what? Broadcasting. Uh-oh. Apparently, they had resorted to playing commercial after commercial while waiting for the medics to arrive. And I guess it's a small town station. I don't know if they ran out, ran out of commercials or what, but now they're having dead air. So upon arrival, the medics discover the DJ is an insulin-dependent diabetic who probably had not eaten. And after a bolus or two of D50, the DJ comes around and they place him in back in the air chair to do, of all things, continue his morning drive show. <laughs> that would have been something to listen to, don't you guys? Uh, the station manager asked the medics to stick around to monitor the man and ended spending the remainder of the show sitting side by side with the G DJ. All ends well. So we thought uh, a week or so later, one of the medics receives a call at the fire department from the radio station manager who apparently really, really just liked his voice the day of the mishap and offers him a job. <laughs> uh, the medic is surprised, but apparently was looking for a career change. Who knew? Uh, goes to the station, has a short interview and gets the job. A week later, he arrives at the radio station only to find that the poor man that he woke up on the floor, he just took his job. Oh, oh my gracious. There you, go. <laughs> you never know. The irony. <laughs> I just kind of found that, oh, my goodness. Who would have ever thought? Oh, my. Who would ever that's, the, that's the true definition, the pure definition of treat and release. That is so <laughs> yeah. treat release. Like, don't come back release. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you got, Chuck? Well, it seems that there's an international theme to everything. So uh, my uh, story comes out of our friends to the north uh, in Canada. And um, uh, again, folks, social media and EMS do not mix. Okay, let's just get this right out in the open here. Okay, it doesn't mesh well. So given that, here is a Canadian EMS agency that wound up picture on Facebook of the ambulance as the crew is loading a pool table into the back of the truck <laughs> while on duty because they ran across it at the curbside, which was, I guess, being discarded. So these guys stopped and it shows the picture of them shoving the pool table up and into the truck. And, and, and the question was on Facebook, as someone caught this, was um do they have room for a patient if they get a call <laughs> so i don't know i guess it's patient inside pocket can you call that i i yeah oh, you can geez. make a lot of but yeah according to the the chatham voice the chatham kent emergency rescue service is investigating the incident and they released a statement that said you know we understand and share the disappointment expressed by those in our community take these matters very seriously we are formally reviewing the details surrounding this incident to assure appropriate actions are taken do you think that there's a crew right now on the hot seat in some chief's <laughs> office in canada oh my conversation <laughs> Yeah. My guess is they're applying to the local radio station for jobs. <laughs> yes. 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 Do not caught, get caught using your ambulance as a moving truck. It's probably not a good idea. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Well, well, we've had a great, great uh, 
show today. I think uh, we've covered all our bases for sure. And again, our thanks to Adam Patterson for uh, taking time out of his day uh, to join us. Thank you again, Adam. And uh, we'll definitely have you back. Uh, you may not want to come back to this <laughs> train wreck, but um, anyway, we'd love to have you back. But just a couple things in closing, and I'll let my colleagues chime in here too. Um, of course, as I mentioned at the beginning of our program today, you know, we're, uh, we're recording this here in the middle of February. And as we watch the news at night, we think of our um, good friends to the South who are just inundated. It's almost like they're living in a third world country right now, um, down in Texas and Oklahoma and neighboring states who have just really just been taken out by uh, snowstorm after snowstorm, which they're just so not used to. So, um, and of course, when uh, you see the stories of people waiting in line for, for water and the shelves in the grocery store empty, you know darn well, even though I didn't see any of this on the news last night, you know darn well the, the medics and the firefighters and the police officers are probably working overtime trying to serve those communities who've been affected. So uh, on behalf of all of us here at EM2, and quick med claims. Uh, let me say, uh, for all those people who've been affected, God bless you. We hope you get out of this soon. And secondly, to all the first responders uh, who are doing the job, we know. We don't need to see you on the news. We know you're doing the job 24-7. Uh, um, our hearts, once again, uh, go out to you. It's not bad enough. We had to uh, work through a pandemic and all the challenges that 2020 face. And here we are in uh, the deep south having such, such challenges with weather, no snowplows, no salt removal, uh, no water. Uh, uh, one of my colleagues said to me just uh, yesterday that, you know, he's going outside, he's shoveling snow into a bucket and melting it so they can yeah. have the, the bathroom facilities inside. And, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, it's tough. It's really tough. So our hearts go out to, to each of you and uh, we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers and, and literally pray for warm weather for you. And, yeah. and also a little for us. We, we're pretty much done with winter here. We're, we're handling it a little better up here in the Northeast because we're used to it. Uh, but I don't know about you guys, Chuck, Ed, Adam. I'm just about ready for spring. Yeah. Oh, amen. amen. Yeah. Ed, anything you wanted to add? Well, just to echo your comments, Gary, and, and um, you know, we, we recognize every day, I think our staff has one of the best jobs in the world because we get to do things to support you guys who are out there taking care of your communities. And the work that we do, um, we take that very seriously because we know how, how much you do to take care of your communities each and every day. And we know right now it's awful hard um, to do the work under the circumstances. So again, our thoughts and prayers are with you all and um, hang in there. Uh, warmer weather is coming. That's for sure. Chuck? Yeah, yeah. you know, the one-two punch, pandemic and now a national, you know, a natural disaster emergency, uh, it takes your breath away. But um, you know what? You guys are tough. Um, I, I have nothing but the complete faith and confidence in all of you that are listening from down south that you're going to persevere and weather this and come out of it on the upside because that's just what you do every day. So you know what, just dig in, um, know that those of us are praying for you and supporting you where we can and, and uh, you'll get through this. And on the other side, you're gonna be stronger. And, and those of you who are younger than me and Ed and Gary and even Adam, um, think of the stories you're gonna tell at your retirement party. 
that's what you got to look at. You know, I remember the day when we had a pandemic and we had eight feet of snow and it was 20 degrees in Texas. It's going to make for an amazing retirement story. So just, it's out there somewhere. Just hang in there. Yeah. Amen. Well, well, gentlemen, thanks again. It's always good to be with you. Um, our next scheduled uh, podcast is actually in April. So who knows? There may be some buds on the trees by then. Uh, let's let's hope for those of us up here and, of course, our neighbors to the south. So uh, with that, I'll thank all of you for joining us today. Uh, we're always glad to have you. Be sure to check out all our podcasts on uh, any channel of your choice, Apple Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, we're on all of them. Just Google the QMC EMS Board and Caller. We've got about 140 plus episodes with over 10,000 downloads uh, of our programs that are from soup to nuts. Uh, we've got profiles of EMS leadership. We've, of course, got the many editions of EM2, excuse my medic and a lot, a lot of programs on topics that are affecting the EMS industry across the country. So check us out. We'd love to have you join us as a subscriber and uh, we'll keep doing them as long as you folks, for some crazy reason, keep listening and downloading. So thanks. So to everybody, thanks again. And let me just close in saying very simply, hey, be be safe safe out there. (laughs) 